This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. Always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. Hey, I'm Tim Eccles. I'm vice chair of the Georgia Public Service Commission. Fun job. Work at the Capitol in Atlanta. I'm an elected official here in Georgia. My co-host, Casey Boyce from Decatur. Casey, how's it going? I'm good, and I am not an elected official. Uh, so I work with a company called Escalant and work with the utilities around the, the country on various customer-facing things. And you know, Tim, it's been a really interesting couple of weeks here in, in Georgia and, and around the country, but we've got a great show for folks today, don't we? Yeah, we do. And Casey, even though you're not an elected official, you do serve on a board. So in a way, in a way, you're involved with public service. Absolutely. Well, and, and something that I'd highly recommend for everyone is to to just find some way to serve the, the public. It's it's definitely rewarding. And that's the way folks should begin. Start small, do something small, work your way up if you enjoy it. And if folks enjoy having you serve, right? So it's not for everybody, uh, but you know, some folks some folks enjoy it. I certainly I certainly do. Uh, so Casey, we've got Jeff Smith today and we're gonna be talking about some technology and we both love technology we both use it we both geek out uh, all the time on this show just a little bit just a yeah little so bit. jeff welcome to energy matters great thank you glad to be here with you jeff you've uh, been working for georgia power for some time but before that kind of an interesting path i mean it seems like everybody over at the company either went to auburn or georgia tech but you were having none of that tell us uh tell us <laughs> how you how you managed to choose the major you did at Georgia State. Yeah, I uh, went to Georgia State, like you said, um, and I majored in environmental business and environmental geology. Um, there were just, you know, very strong interests that I had in the environment and the earth. And um, it's just it met a lot of what my interests were. And that's what I chose to go after. I've heard of environmental business. Environmental geology is a new one. What's that involve? Um, it's it's a study of the earth sciences and uh, the okay. resources that are there and how to um, how they've came about over millions of years and uh, it, it leads into how to protect them and how to use them uh, wisely. Very cool, the long game. Yeah. So Jeff, I mean, when you grew up, I mean, did you play in the creek? Were you out in the woods? Were you hunting? I mean, what caused you to want to? To choose this as a major, it is highly unusual. Yeah, um, I did. I grew up in the time. At the time, it was a small uh, southern suburb of Atlanta called Fayetteville. Uh, it's definitely grown now, but that's exactly how I grew up: out riding motorcycles, fishing, playing around outdoors. Um, and so, just it instilled a love of, of nature to me. And as I looked to what what my interests were. Um, and, and what I wanted to do long term, that degree, the environmental business aspect of it, along with the, the earth sciences aspect of it, really uh, seemed to fit the bill for me. So, Jeff, just up the road from Fayetteville on Georgia 85, as you pass by those ginormous Atlanta gas light, southern gas, liquefied natural gas tanks on the right, and just across the road, there was an old Big Star grocery store, and that gas pipeline was behind Big Star, and just behind the pipeline was my house. And I I grew up in Riverdale, went to North Clayton High School, and I used to go out on that, on that gas pipeline and walk my Brittany Spaniel. Actually, I watched the Brittany Spaniel run, and I tried to catch the Brittany Spaniel, and hence the name Rebel uh, for that dog. Uh, but uh, but I grew up uh, right there, and boy, we went to Fayette County a lot, uh, running track and different different things. It was a uh, you know just down the road. Spent many many a days going through up to Riverdale and going to different appointments. And um, my mom actually worked at Georgia Power, and I can remember as a little kid we would go through Riverdale, uh, going to her office. So spent many a day there. Well, uh, Casey, Jeff's in charge of uh, a, a very creative title. Give us that title again, Jeff. Uh, it's Energy Efficiency Strategy Manager. 
And he, there's there's something called temp check. We've talked about it on our show before, Casey. I'm I'm really excited about it. I called it a robot home. You didn't like that, but uh, it's it, nope. <laughs> it, it's it's more. I guess it's more of an algorithm. We're gonna we're gonna find out how algorithms are taking over the world and why it's a good thing. Uh, Jeff, tell us tell us about this temp check program that you guys came up with. Yeah, temp check is a um, demand response program. So. What it really does is it looks at being able to shift energy uh, during critical peak times to where uh, it can reduce the need for uh, a higher cost generation of electricity or less efficient plants uh, and ensures that we have uh, adequate power to meet needs at any point in time of the year. And it does that through um, integrating with smart thermostats in customers' homes and being able to preheat and pre-cool a house to let customers be comfortable but then you know let the system cycle off during those peak times and use less energy to reduce the peak demand that we might have so jeff we, we this is early in the morning for most of our listeners so for folks just waking up let's unpack this just a little bit when you say demand response, you know, one of the things that we've talked about on the show um, is, you know, the fact that for the most part, electricity needs to be produced exactly when it's used. Those things need to be in balance or, or bad things happen. What, what is a demand response program and how does that play into that? Yeah, so if you think, um, let, let's stick with that early morning example. So in the winter, uh, in, in on really cold days, um, customers typically for the most part, all wake up at the same time that 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, they turn on their lights, they turn on uh, the shower that uses electricity in many cases to heat water, they turn on their heat. Um, and when, when lots of customers start doing that at the same time, it creates a, a demand, a demand for electricity and that's what um, a demand response program does. When we see a lot of demand at one time, we may be looking for opportunities to do short reductions um, of that demand to minimize the amount of electricity that's needed across our territory. Boy, Tim, I got to tell you, that's probably the, the clearest, cleanest definition of demand response we've heard on this show yet. So thank you, Jeff. <laughs> so, you know, Jeff, both Casey and I have been on time of use rates. Uh, Casey on the electric vehicle time of use rate uh, and me on the regular time of use rate with Georgia Power in my Winterville house. And uh, and I did have solar thermal and, uh, you know, there he- heating my hot water. But we... And I, Casey uses the Ecobee. I use the old school method of basically saying to, you know, my family, hey, I'm turning off the AC uh, and I'm shutting everything down. If you're hot, get a box fan or go sit outside or uh, and so we would shut the whole house down manually Um and then at 7.01, we would turn everything back on, and we would do that Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 in the summer, so that starting on October 1st, Jeff, we didn't even have to worry about it. We were off-peak on everything. It was just smooth sailing. I could run anything the way I wanted to uh, and not really worry much about it, and I got those reduced summer bills. Yeah, yeah, it was a little hot come 6 o'clock. Um but we pre-cooled that house at at 11 o'clock. I had that thing turned down to 66 degrees. I mean, there were icicles if you were at the house at 11 or 12, 1 o'clock. But at 2 o'clock, everything shut down. How does your device, your algorithm, how does it operate with a person with this digital thermostat? Yeah, and so um, it really is a, a signal that's sent through these smart thermostats, whether it be Ecobee, whether it be Emerson, whether it be Google Nest, um, those thermostats have a two-way communication option uh, in them. And so we, when we have a need, we can send a signal to that thermostat that can say, hey, at um, 7 a.m. on um, January 5th, 6th, go ahead and preheat that house an extra degree or two above what the normal set point is. And then at eight o'clock, go ahead and turn that thermostat off 
and let it ride for an hour, one hour, two hours, whatever that need um, of that, that the system has, and the house would slowly cool itself down um, until the event was over, and then it, it returns to operating normally. Um, the benefit of it, too, is that it's not a, a surprise to the customer. Uh, because that thermostat has an email address typically associated with it, it has an app associated with it, we're able to let that customer know a day ahead of time. Um, we're able to let them know again right before the event starts, and we're able to communicate with them at the end to say, hey, thank you, the event's over. Um, and so it's, it's something that they know is happening, they expect to happen, and uh, it's all done through the interface with that smart thermostat. Casey, when, when we come back, I, I want to I hear more about this program, how it works. I mean, obviously, I want more of our customers in Georgia to sign up for this, to try it, experience it, because when it helps the grid be more efficient, it helps everybody. So, hey, stick around with us. We'll be right back with Jeff Smith with Georgia Power as we talk about some of the cool things with technology that can help make your home more efficient and help everybody. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. COVID-19 has changed everything, even buying a car. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, not only sanitizes every car, but you can buy it online and they'll trailer it to your home anywhere in Georgia and surrounding states. They've used electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and traditional hybrids. Check out the inventory at ev-hybrid.com. That's ev-hybrid.com. They have a three-day loaner period as well if you want to make sure electric works for you. Check them out at ev-hybrid.com. Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. Gas South has a no deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. And the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Green Power EMC. From the suburbs to rural farming communities, Georgia is enjoying the benefits of a more sustainable future through the power of solar energy. Available from 38 of Georgia's member-owned electric membership cooperatives, or EMCs, these not-for-profit utilities are harnessing the sun's energy to bring clean, renewable, and affordable electricity to 4.2 million Georgians. For more information, visit www.greenpoweremc.com or contact your local EMC. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Welcome back to Energy Matters. I'm Casey Boyce here along with Tim Eccles and Jeff Smith from Georgia Power. And just before the break, we were talking about Georgia Power's Temp Check program. And Tim took us through his normal day on a time of use program where he freezes his family before 2 p.m. I think he said there were icicles in his house and then makes them broil in the afternoon afterwards. I really don't think it's that bad, is it, Tim? No, I mean, it's, it's really not that bad, but it does get a little bit toasty upstairs in that six o'clock hour before we turn things back on. But because downstairs, you gain about one degree in this particular house, one degree an hour. Upstairs, it was two degrees an hour. So it was uh, it, it was ratcheting up. Um, and so we I didn't want anybody to be upstairs during that time 
can be downstairs or, or go somewhere else. So, but you're right. It is very labor intensive. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you and I are both on time of use programs, right? Where we pay different amounts based on when we use the electricity and we, we pay attention to when we're using the electricity. Um, I may not torture my family as much as you do, but uh, we, we still do the same kind of thing. And uh, Jeff, this temp check program that, that you're running at Georgia Power, it sounds like it's a much less labor intensive, much less impactful way of really achieving the same goal of moving kind of people's uh, demand for electricity away from it when everyone is demanding electricity. And, you know, as you kind of think about the program and how customers are are using it, you know, are, are they as engaged in that day-to-day management as, as Tim and I are? Or, or kind of take us through the, the day in the life of a TempCheck customer. Yeah, a lot of the customers that are on TempCheck have chose, have already chosen to purchase a smart thermostat. Um, and we recruit them to participate in that program knowing that they have that. And they've made that choice for just the reason that you're, you're getting to is it simplifies their life. They can tell it what their comfort levels are, when they want to be at a certain temperature. Uh, it has the ability to know automatically in many cases when they're leaving their homes and, and set the thermostat back. So they've chosen a, a technology that makes their lives easier as it relates to heating and cooling their house. And this is an extension of that, that demand response component that they choose to participate in because they want to help um, with that need. It it takes the ownership off of them. It does it automatically. It lets them know it's happening. And it does give them uh, the ability to override it if they have a unique need that day and don't want to participate. Um, That's one of the features that we really like about it is if you're having a um, a family event that you weren't expecting when uh, you got an email yesterday saying we're having a demand response event tomorrow, they can choose um, on on a limited number of of times to opt out of that and control their house and keep it at their normal event. So it's got the benefit of easing the process, making it simple on them and giving them more control than you have with a more traditional demand response program. And I know, you know, a number of years ago, Georgia Power had an air conditioning demand response program where people would sign up and and it was kind of like a pager technology, right? Uh, the, the power company would come out and install a little device on the air conditioner and, it, you know, in theory, get turned off, you know, and in similar kind of conditions to what you're talking about. But I was talking to someone, uh, again, this was a number of years back, who said, you know, we don't ever, we've got lots of people who, who signed up, but we don't really use it. So, with this temp check program, uh, give our listeners a sense, how often are you, you know, calling these events where you might, you know, precondition, you know, preheat or precool and then, you know, set back the thermostat? Like, is this an everyday thing? Is it a couple of times a year? What, what does that look like? Yeah, we can call it up to 10 times per season. So up to 10 times in the summer season, up to 10 times in the winter season. Doesn't mean we will. It's more of a, when there's a need or when there's a potential need. Um, so it's going to be somewhere less than 10 times per season. Um, customers, again, can opt out up to a certain number of times per season. And, um, you know, say they get messaging to know it's coming. So the, the, the seasonality of it is, is an important advance in this technology for us. The one you're mentioning, what, what, what we call power credit, was a summertime-only program. This gives us the ability to do summer and winter. Um, so it expands the the functionality and the capability for us and our customers. And Tim mentioned earlier uh, in in our first segment that you know folks who participate in this or who are on a time of use program really help improve the overall efficiency of the grid and help keep costs down for everyone. But there's something in it for people who sign up for TempCheck, right? Uh, Jeff, can you tell us kind of what that looks like? Yeah, correct. And um, you know, while this isn't a, a time of use technology, it does have that same demand shifting capability. Um, So there's two paths to participate in this program. One is what we call a bring your own thermostat. So you've already purchased a smart thermostat. You can sign up and we'll give you a $50 uh, incentive for doing that. So you'll get a a $50 um, gift card and you use that however you would like and you're agreeing to participate in the program for 12 months. 
The second path and the second way a customer can participate is go to Georgia Power Marketplace and they can actually purchase a, a smart thermostat there. That thermostat has a rebate associated with it because they're buying an energy efficient rebate or an excuse me an energy efficient thermostat and that rebate can be up to $75. They can also get an additional $50 off the cost of that thermostat at the time of purchase for signing up for this program. Very cool. And and I will, you know, I'll just plug the marketplace when I bought my Ecobee thermostats and I, I bought some lights and other things on there, um, you know, got that point of purchase rebate uh, and, you know, made it a lot easier than, you know, the old rebates where you had to send in forms and things. So uh, if you're a Georgia Power customer, go check that out if you're interested in any of these energy technologies that we talk about on the show. Yeah, and Casey, just to be clear, there is some a process. It's not just a clicking a button, button but it will eventually progress to where it's just yes I agree and it subtracts off that additional $50. Right now there's a little bit of a qualification process that goes on. Casey, I'm a big marketplace fan uh, like like you and I do see uh, the company power company continuing to add products. In fact, I was on a call with some of their experts recently and I asked them, "Hey, do you think we can get to a point where we're offering batteries like Tesla batteries or other batteries uh, in the garage as a marketplace item uh, that, you know, that the power company will provide a rebate. Maybe they lease the battery. Maybe they sell the battery like Green Mountain. Casey, we've talked about that before. And I, I think the I think the power company is interested in that. I, I think the whole the whole industry is moving in this direction with technology and I think the power company wants to be a part of all of these things. Yeah. Well, and it's something that we see nationally, a lot of utilities doing. And, and you're right. You know, the industry is moving in that direction. And Jeff, I think you set it up really nicely in terms of how easy it is for customers. I mean, yeah, there there's some, you know, extra clicks for qualification. And that makes sense, right? You don't want, you know, folks from California coming on the Georgia Power Marketplace and, and getting rebates for thermostats there. But, you know, this whole process makes it a whole lot easier to shop for the smart technology you know it's going to work with these utility programs like TempCheck, like what you said. You can sign up when you buy the smart thermostat, so there's no extra step. Um, you know, plenty of programs around batteries too that that you know you could do. So I, I think this is a, a great example. Jeff, let me ask you about customer feedback. Have you got any stories for us? Have you had any comments from people that they love this or you know, they're intrigued by this. I mean, you've, you've got tens of thousands of people signed up, right? So is this something that you're getting high cu customer satisfaction on and why? We do. I mean, we get high satisfaction for many of our uh, energy efficiency and demand response programs. Uh, but the ease of operation, the ease of use, um, the fact that it's less intrusive uh, than previous demand response technologies is, is really what sells this and what allows customers to have um, low impact or low um, levels of aggravation with it. Uh, in a lot of cases, Commissioner, it's, it's good when you don't hear a, a complaint, uh, and that's how you know it's working. So we, we have very um, little issue with this program. And to your point, we're over 20,000 customers on it in the first year. So. Um, it's definitely something that's getting legs and seems to meet customers' needs. And Jeff, you, you mentioned some of the smart thermostats that folks uh, need, the Ecobee Nest or, or Sensi thermostat. Uh, are there any other requirements that, that people who are listening to this and are interested in the program need to know about before they go sign up? Yes. Um, one is it's a dual season program, so it's summer and winter. So having a heat pump um, where you've got that electric heat component is essential to being able to get the dual seasonality. Uh, so so that, that's one primary qualification. Um, the second one is there are some rates that customers um, can't participate this program on because of the way that it impacts the way they're charged by shifting that demand. It may create an artificial peak when the thermostats kick back on. Um, other than that, really, the only other qualification is if they have multiple thermostats in their home and they want to participate with all of their units, it does need to be the same kind of thermostat in both zones. So 
if you have a, a Google Nest product in one zone, you, you would want to have that in the second zone as well versus one of the competing products. Well, Casey, this is a cool thing, and I hope folks will take advantage of it. They can go to georgiapower.com and, and make their way to the marketplace and, uh, and, and participate. Try it for a year and, and see what you think. Uh, and, you know, get your $50 rebate, you know, uh, get your $75 rebate and become a more savvy energy user. Casey, where can folks find you on Twitter? I'm at Casey Boyce on Twitter. Well, great. I'm Tim Eccles. I'm at Tim Eccles on Twitter. The shows at Matters Radio. Stick around. I'm Tim Eccles. We'll be right back. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Tim Eccles for Marlin Gas Services. As the port continues to grow, more and more trucking companies are using natural gas in their trucks instead of diesel. Marlin Gas Services is helping to usher in this clean opportunity. With their specialized rigs, they create virtual pipelines with all the equipment and expertise to provide reliable, clean natural gas. Marlin Gas is the company that gas utilities, pipeline companies, and industrial facilities turn to. See MarlinGas.com for more information. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMW Auto Sales. Hey, welcome back to Energy Matters. I'm Tim Eccles. I'm your host, the Vice Chairman of the Georgia Public Service Commission, my co-host today. As always, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? Hey, good, Tim. We're going to hear from Tony First, who's the founder of Google Nest, right? Yeah, he started the Nest company after leaving Apple. He was the designer of the iPod, and and the Nest was really the first smart thermostat that kind of kicked off the availability of things now. And then we're going to hear from our former co-host, John Newell, who has a smart thermostat, Mark Reed down on Tybee Island, and then a gal who doesn't like the Google Nest thermostat. And you can hear why she, why she doesn't in the interview. And then Casey and I will be right back with you. I'm Tony Fidel, and I'm CEO of Nest. I used to work at Apple um, for nine years. Basically, I managed the iPod division, created the iPod 18 generations, and then three generations of the iPhone. It took some time to decompress. After running a, running a marathon for nine years, we wanted to just take some time. We went around the world. We traveled all around and, and just kind of got our head out of Silicon Valley and started really concentrating on our kids and, and, and learning about energy and learning about how we might be able to leave the, the world in a better place for our kids and our grandkids. We were building a green home in Lake Tahoe. Uh, my architect actually gave us a spec for the heating and cooling system. It was about $15,000. And uh, then... This $15,000 system was controlled by $350 thermostats. It's like $350 thermostats, what do these do? Cell phones are less than $350. These things gotta be amazing. So give me the spec. And they give me the spec and I was like, wait a second. This thing has, they're ugly. They look like computers from the 90s. They're all beige boxes. They have technology literally from the 80s inside of them or 90s. I'm like, why am I paying for such junk? I said. I think I can design a better one. We decided to take all of the things that we've known in terms of building cell phones and portable devices and apply that expertise to a, a space of energy savings that we think is really important that could help to, to reduce your energy bills and save the world. Traditional thermostats today, all they are basically light switches. They just turn on and off these two wires. But there are lots of nuances about how you turn things on and off. There's no standard interface. Like we have USB or Firewire or a, a different types of interfaces for a computer. These interfaces are all different for many, many systems. And these systems can be 50 years old. So we had to come up with all the technology to identify the types of heating and cooling units you have. It's simply a dial because 99.9% .9 of the time, all you're doing is turning up and down your heating and cooling. If you click in anywhere on the face, here or here, that's a button. That's all it has is a ring and a button. You can then scroll through various menu items, 
We have five different sensors. We have temperature, of course, and humidity, but we also have light sensors, and we also have activity sensors, near and far field activity sensors, which gives us a lot of sensor data to do all kinds of very interesting things today with the first product and also in the future. We can detect when you're out of your house for a period of time and then turn it down to a lower energy setting. When you come home, we turn right back on as if you were at home the entire time. So we've saved that amount of energy just by, you know, you just walking out of the house. After the first five to seven days, it learns everything it needs to know about your schedule. You can actually use our iOS apps for iPad, iPhone, Android, as well as a web browser to get into all of the different settings. It can help save the environment and save a lot of money. And by the way, it requires guys with my type of skill to do. It's really cool and we're not gonna be competing with Apple. You know, we could make another cell phone or whatever. Let's do something that is not like Apple. Let's go after big, dumb, slow companies. Hey, my name is John Noel. Tim and I started uh, Energy Matters back in the day. And, um, you know, we never really got a chance to talk about smart thermostats much. And it is something that I am absolutely consumed by. Uh, the great thing about a digital uh, and smart thermostat is you can control it from your iPhone, from your smartphone. You can look at what the temperature is in your house. It tells you what the temperature is outside. It's uh, constantly updating uh, whether you're not there. You know, you forget to turn it down when you leave the house. It's automatically going into eco mode in the case of the Nest thermostat, which is the one that I have. And if you have multiple buildings or properties or even sections of your house, in my case, I got a rental property, I got an office, and I got my house. Well, that's three thermostats, three different electric bills, and I need to be able to, to see what's going on at any one time. And this allows me from my app to instantly see what's happening. That's it's a great advantage. It is the it 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 puts smart with all caps to thermostat. And you know we all remember the Honeywell little little dial thermostats, the old school thermostats. This is a a round, easy to use. Um, when you get close to it, it will start to glow. The tip, I mean, the temperature pops up. Uh, the proximity detector basically sees that you're around. And when there's no activity and it doesn't detect any activity uh, in a house, when it's vacant, for example, or a office, it sets back. Uh, and, and there's a schedule. You can do the schedules, program the schedules. You're out of town. You're, great example, winter. Landing in Hartsfield Airport, the house is at 60 degrees. I gotta warm that sucker up before I get home. On the tarmac at Hartsfield, I fire up the furnace. That's the kind of control and cool stuff that a smart thermostat gives you, um, both for saving money, but also saving your butt so it doesn't get cold. I bought two eco smart thermostats uh, from Georgia Power about four years ago for our new house. So we have an upstairs and downstairs uh, heat pump unit. We utilize the Eco Plus application that they uh, make uh, recommendations on, on schedule changes and make uh, smart adjustments uh, during the course of the day and night. We enrolled in the Temperature Plus program from Georgia Power, which uh, Georgia Power makes uh, modifications during peak times that uh, we can help them save um, uh, energy and we get email notifications uh, prior to that event happening which is easy to override also from the eco plus we get monthly emails uh, with summaries of our usage and how we compare to the rest of the uh, houses in our area and um, I would do this again uh, with the eco like I said it was very easy to install and easy to use and one bonus is that we have a uh, app that runs on our smartphones that uh, in case I forget to turn back uh, to vacation mode uh, when we leave the house we can do that uh, remotely. We got a smart thermostat to help us be environmentally responsible and to help us with our new time of use rate. However when we got it installed I didn't want it to track when I was home and not home. That didn't seem responsible. And then later, when it asked us to sign in with Google, I didn't want to do that either because Google knows too much. Anyway, it kept going on. It kept turning the air conditioning on when we weren't home or when the windows were open or when we weren't ready to turn it on because we were trying to conserve. 
So that was a feature that we had to figure out how to turn off, and it took me weeks and weeks to figure out how to turn it off. And in the meantime, we had signed up for a peak time rebate, and we turned, we got off that program as well because it was going, the air conditioning was turning off, and we didn't want it to. So anyway, after we figured out how to dismantle all the features, basically we, the only thing we use it for is to turn the thermostat up and down, which is what I like, but that's the only thing we use it for. Well, Tim, that was definitely interesting hearing those perspectives, both from Tony Fidel, who we started with, who founded Nest and, and kind of saying, hey, you know, for the money that we're spending on thermostats, we can do this a whole lot better. And I'd argue that, you know, not only the Nest, but some of these other thermostats really do do it better, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of choices. You've got the Honeywell that Georgia Power gives a rebate on, as well as the Ecobee. Casey, you've got the Ecobee, and we talked a little bit about that uh, you know, in the first part of the show, but the Ecobee has has some features the others doesn't, right? Yeah, so it's got these remote sensors that allow you to take into account temperature and humidity in rooms that aren't near where the thermostat is. But they really do the same kinds of things that you know we heard from from some of our listeners and and John Knoll, the former host of uh, the co-host of the show. Um, you know, being able to control the thermostat remotely and have it automatically vary the temperature to save you money when you're away from home and things like that. So, you know, all of these smart thermostats really provide a lot of control. And, you know, I think that last testimonial, Tim, really, you know, spoke to part of of kind of the deal of, of connecting something to the internet, right? You've got to be able to link to other accounts to enable this online control, right? Yeah, and some people aren't comfortable with that, and I respect that. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I don't want to force anybody into, into technology that they're, uncomfortable with but clearly with a rebate only paying in the in the end $75 or you know $80 uh, you know off the Georgia Power marketplace I think I think you'll pay for this thermostat in three or four months. Absolutely. I mean, particularly, you know, as we talked about, um, you know, before, if you've got a leaky house, uh, you know, it's definitely going to help because you're not paying to heat or cool the outside that's coming in through your windows or doors. Uh, You know, maybe a little less so if you've got a newer, tighter home. But even then, it's probably worth it uh, for a lot of our listeners and particularly for some of the convenience or or to be able to participate in things like time of use or the, the temp check program that we talked about earlier in the show. You know, Casey, I think part of the benefit of of having these smart thermostats and being able to access them on your phone, like John Noel mentioned and Mark Reed mentioned, is just the fact that you're thinking about energy more. And we've we've already uh, said a thousand times on our show that if you're thinking about energy, you know, you're getting texts from the power company on a prepay program, or you know, you're you're on a time of use plan and you're thinking about it, you are going to save energy because you are thinking about energy, and it allows you to just to be a better steward. Absolutely. And uh, Tim, when we come back, we're going to be hearing from uh, folks at the Atlanta United Training Facility about how they do this on a much bigger scale, right? Yeah, Thomas Fideki is coming up in our next segment, and they've got an incredible facility in Cobb County, our, our ML, MLS soccer team. And I think folks are going to be really just shocked at just how sustainable that facility is out there. So stick around and you're going to hear a great interview. Casey, where can folks find you on Twitter? Folks can find me at Casey Boyce on Twitter. Hit me up if you've got any questions or comments. And the show's at Matters Radio. And Tim, where are you? I'm at Tim Eccles. Stick around and Thomas Fideki with Atlanta United. We'll be right back with us. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. 
Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com. ev hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMW Auto Sales. Hey, this is Commissioner Eccles with Energy Matters on the Road. And boy, are we ever today over in Cobb County with Thomas Videcki. He's the superintendent for the Atlanta United Practice Facility. And so it's great to have you on Energy Matters. Hey, I had a chance to go to a game earlier this year. I had never uh, been to a soccer game before. And um, I'm an NFL guy. Of course, I never played soccer as a boy. But what an exciting sport. There's a lot of folks in Atlanta excited about this team and, and this franchise. For starters, you, you really have to go and give many thanks to uh, our owner, Arthur Blank, and, and the team that he's put together. Uh, as a whole, we, we have an amazing fan base, and we do everything we can to keep our fans happy and engage them on day-to-day operations and everything that we do here. Um, what we find is a lot of people like yourself are NFL fans, and so you may come to Atlanta, but you may already have a favorite team in the NFL. By having Atlanta United, we have such a large fan base here in Atlanta because most folks don't already have an MLS team that they that they really value, if you will. So we can actually build a culture here and include everybody, and it's been a great recipe. There's been some cool things about all of this, from the cheap concessions at the stadium to all of the sustainability efforts, and that's where it kind of intersects with our show, Energy Matters, all the sustainability effort going on, not only at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but here uh, at the practice facility. Tell me a little bit about the sustainability efforts uh, here that you're proud of. So we are lead silver here. Uh, that was absolutely the goal from the get-go. There was no let's just get open and go from there. Everything was put into mind beforehand as well as the stadium. Whereas we want continued growth and everything, we definitely wanted our baseline opening up and then from there start setting the standards of how to lead and stay in the, the technology around the things of making them more sustainable. You know, when it, when it comes to sustainability and getting – uh, whether it's a lead silver, gold, platinum uh, certification, it requires advanced planning, and it, envi- it it requires somebody keeping their finger on the pulse of that, and you're the guy on that. What are some things that you're doing on a, a daily basis to make sure that this facility is as efficient as possible? So we've gone the route of, of everything we possibly can. Not a single light in here is, uh, everything is LED, 100%. Uh, everything is controlled via um, a large lighting programmer. So I can turn my lights off and only have them on when they're needed. I can dim the lights in the facility based on the kind of light of the sun outside. Uh, the water pressure to match actually our sinks have been turned down dramatically to help with the, the flow of water. Um, anything down to energy savings on my my soap dispensers, if you will. Uh, even they run very little just to keep our energy footprint down. And you've got a lot of glass uh, on the side of this building, but I'm, I'm sitting here with you in the conference room, and these are some, some pretty heavy room darkening shades, and I think that's probably important to keep the heat out of here, to keep the AC from kicking on more than it needs to. How important is your control of light uh, uh, in the facility in terms of efficiency? We're very fortunate with the amount of glass that we have. I can turn the lights off at any given time and use the sun for natural lighting in here. Our main lobby, um, I can actually turn those lights 100% off throughout the day. You will not notice the lack of lighting in there at all because of the sun. We can actually use the lights. By no means, we're double insulated on the glass, so we have no heat loss or AC loss during the day, and we don't take any of the affection in of the sun coming in as well. So I'm able to maintain room temperature very, very easily and a candlelight within a room very, very easily. As you all were building this facility, I know there's there's always decisions that have to be made. Uh, you know, as the contractor says, hey, are you sure you want to do this? Yes, we do want to do this. Go ahead and do it, even though it's a lot of trouble. Can you think back to when the facility was constructed, uh, some of the, I guess, some of the challenges or some of the decisions that maybe had to be made in order to reach lead silver? Were there, were there particular things that, 
um, that you all knew, hey, this is going to cost us more up front, but in the end, it's going to be worth it? Some of those things would go down just to the pure amount of HVAC units we have uh, versus going with larger units to cool off. That would have been probably more efficient on the budget. But by going with, with different smaller units, I can actually take the cooling down to per room. So I can actually turn off a ton of HVAC units that I don't have to worry about when they're not occupied in those rooms. Um, obviously, the amount of glass is, is a big issue. So we definitely had to spend the extra money on the double insulation um, and the surroundings for that. Um, I would definitely say the conservation was there from the get-go as far as our trees and around. So not only conserving moving forward with energy and water, but also conserving every possible thing that we could here. Uh, that would be our trees are protected, uh, and we've gone extraordinary lengths to make sure they stay protected. As you think about water, which has become more and more of a valuable commodity, you've got a lot of grass here, and you obviously have to keep it pristine you know and in 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 kind of uh i guess stadium quality are there uh are there groundskeeping techniques that you all use do you have a cistern somewhere where you collect water how, how, do, how does that take place once you get out of the building Great, great question. So we actually have two 100,000 gallon cisterns that sit on well. So we use zero city water for all irrigation on property. The only city water I use is domestic uh, for showers and so forth. But every single bit of landscaping on the property is 100% well controlled. Wow. So it's going into the cistern and uh, obviously that wasn't cheap. And so are there pumps? Tell me how, how that water gets out of the cistern and through the irrigation system. Absolutely. So we have two large pumps that run the entire system. Obviously, they go back and forth. They repeat back and forth to, to save energy as well as save life of the pumps. Uh, the city water is a backup, but we are very proud to say within the three years of operation, we've never once used the city water as a backup. Our system has been very reliable. Um, the pressure is maintained very good. And obviously, uh, Mother Nature provides plenty of water for the wells. I know that as a sustainability geek now, I am constantly seeing things as I go out. For example, I was at a corporate headquarters of a, a large facility the other day, and I was in the men's restroom washing my hands. They had the electric eye on the sink, and I noticed that when I pulled my hands out, the water ran for an additional three seconds on each spigot. Before I started doing the stuff at the commission and this radio show, I probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. But now I'm just hypersensitive to waste and things that I see. Do you find yourself uh, being over this facility now being, uh, you know, fairly critical as you go out there in the world, as you see waste? And what are what are some of the things you see that wish you that if you could wave a magic wand, you would fix? Uh, I would have to default to my energy background. So being an electrician beforehand coming to here, uh, I'm always noticing lights. So you still see people who have a ton of T12s, for example, um, things that are outdated that use so much energy. And I don't think people understand that the payoff, you can swap over to LEDs and get your payoff within a couple of years, depending on the size of your facility, it may be longer. But not only can you cut down the energy cost so much but you can make more efficient lighting per area you can actually infect your employees in a positive way and save a ton of money you know we promote solar a lot i had solar thermal on my house in winterville georgia i had a reporter ask me the other day uh, what did i think was a reasonable payback for solar and you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So I'm, I'm not going to tell people what their payback needs to be. My solar thermal payback was 16 years on my house. But you're saying that lighting can be paid back in one or two years. I mean, to our listeners out there, both individual and corporate, this should be the biggest no-brainer in, in the history of energy efficiency. Change the lighting first before you do anything, right? Is that, is that the advice you would have to folks? I would as a whole. Definitely, you know, you can make a honorable argument for, for HVAC systems as well. But for me, I would definitely go with lighting, even in your parking lot structures or just, you know, regular parking lots. Just the simple change of LED heads from lamps and ballast style uh, will become you'll become more efficient 
and the maintenance is greatly decreased and you're saving money the entire time, your, your entire project could be paid off in three or four years, depending on the size of your lot, to where you're actually making the money back. Just in our last minute, as you, as you think about where uh, professional sports may be going, uh, you, you've got your colleagues that work with other franchises, uh, you've got folks uh, like our great staff down at the stadium who are taking an all you know, I'll, I'll be down there soon for another venue, another another sporting uh, activity. I'm very proud of the things we're doing, composting, recycling of glass, uh, building habitat homes from the sale of the aluminum that's recycled. A lot of great things. What do you see are some of the greatest opportunities for uh, particularly uh, sports uh, teams and stadiums in the future? What we understand here, and, and I think is being spread to our league and other leagues, is that your footprints you leave behind is just as important as your W's and your, and your L's, your wins and your losses. How you affect the community is greatly impacted you know, in, in your fan base as well. So by us going the extra mile of, of compost, um, fresh planting, and growing vegetables at the stadium, for example, things of that nature – we start setting standards, if you will. We, we want to be the first. We want to set the standards to make a difference, not only in Atlanta, but help spread that, that message out to all other areas. Just uh, in the last 30 seconds, leadership is important, isn't it, from on the field to the owner like Arthur Blank? I mean, he's really committed to this, isn't he? Arthur Blank is, is an amazing man, and that's easy to say as my boss, but as a person, he is absolutely committed to making everything a better place for him. And that leadership flow is down from him as well. Uh, everybody in our executive leadership team shares the same sentiments of, of making positive impacts on energy uh, and the committee and actually setting the standards and moving forward to make this place a better, a better world. Well, Thomas, thanks for being with us on Energy Matters. We're at Matters Radio on Twitter. I'm at Tim Eccles. We appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much. It's my honor. And let's go Atlanta United. I can't wait uh, to see what's ahead for us with this incredible franchise. I'm Tim Eccles. You've been listening to Energy Matters on the road. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com. Solarsunworld.com.